0: Fired up! Oh yeah! Performance, Performance enhancing, enhancing audio.
1: audio. This is the State of Combat podcast with Brian Campbell.
0: Oh yeah! The jam band explosion in your ear hole is the SOC box time. The science has never been sweeter than it is right now. Your boy BC uh, jumping in, jumping into this show. It's the SOC for now. It's the MK to come. It's like that weird transition period where you're about to move out and you're living out of boxes. You're sleeping on the ground. You know what I'm talking about here. Uh, still the same ridiculousness, still the same performance enhancing audio on all things boxeo here on CBS Sports. Uh, look, my goal, my aim in life is to, is to, regain my hardcore cod. i don't want to be a regular fan all right i want the love of the few weirdos who love this show and just a reminder here wait let me stop the proceedings and bring him in here all right you know who i do this with okay you know who i get down with you know my boxing wife so to speak right you know him pretty well right right
1: Oh, um, with this with this person you're interviewing I'm sorry? Rafe. <laughs> I'm
0: Rafe. Yeah, it's oh, Rafe. I'm... He's a New York Times bestselling author. You bet your ass he's writing about gambling right now on some website. He's a lover of the Great Lakes. It's Detroit's own Rafe Bartholomew. Let me lick you up.
1: lick Gonna take you half now. this money. Oh, oh, oh what my is sure. say.
0: Always. Boom, boom. Brian, boom, boom. I
1: thought you was going to filibuster for another 45 seconds there. I was over at the hot dog truck trying to stuff in this little lunch merienda meal I'm yeah, trying to have right very, now. I'm
0: hungry, dude. It's very Asian. You, you, you have a lunch made by Asian guy. I saw you putting some hot sauce over there by the hot dog truck. Uh, you got the uh, liquid crack bottle. But it's your uh, mix. It's your mix. So, so your mix. I
1: do have to confess, Brian. I I asked that we start the podcast a uh, half hour late so I could go visit the crack house. But what happened was my dog started acting up. I had to walk him because I am a sucker. And I'm stuck drinking these water bottles filled with powder juice. Um, And and it's not even ripper powder that's going to make me perform better. Okay. It's just, just nasty
0: stevia powder. OK, you look, you get down, you get high, you get whatever you had, you get whatever you need the way you need to. OK, I think people are just happy that you and I have continued uh, or have announced that we're continuing this bromance under any circumstances necessary. All right.
1: I ain't not nothing, Brian. I have not announced a
0: damn thing. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I've taken that, that. Yeah. OK, well, maybe I will. Maybe I will sit here and beg. you want me to beg. Do you want me to beg you to keep? to keep partnering with me on our new show. I don't know what it's going to be called, but, uh, uh, I, I got a good idea, right? We're, we're both tough. We're both strong, right? We're both be hard, hard men. men. Yes, yes, the Hard Man podcast. I don't know. I'm just spit firing. Starring um, Isaac Hardman. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, please, indeed. I did want to hit you up because, you know, we are always um, maybe not the most female friendly show. Maybe. Look, we just we're just box fans, right? We're just the pulse of the box nation in some ways. But we actually do have female fans and they reach out once in a while just to remind us. That they're there, and I want to shout out to them. Now, look, there's rules usually. I normally don't do interview with women, unless I fornicate with them. Not our rules. It's Mike's rules. I, I like Mike Tyson, but I did want to shout out uh, our female listeners. I forgot the name of that fine lady who, who said, longtime fan, been with us since the rope stays, Rafe, on
1: Grantland. Way to go, Brian. I'm glad you're really showing due respect to our devoted female listeners. Right, like, some woman <laughs> listener, that woman listener.
0: <laughs> please, please.
1: That woman judge who had it even, please, please. That's why I'm on fire, because I started thinking about her. And she's got me smoking mad. Please, somebody take her license away before she hurt somebody. If she drove a car oh, no. the way Come on, she Teddy. Judges, Come
0: on, Teddy. wouldn't you take her license away? No, 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 no. I wanted to say to our female listener, I believe she actually is a judge or a lawyer or whatever. But shout out to her. Um, When it comes to the SOC or the ropes or uh the Ropes cast or the ITC or the the MK Bang Bros, whatever we're gonna call this, anyone can listen, Rafe. You call me the damn can man.
2: They call me the problem, but you could call me the can man, because anybody can get it. Africans, Americans, Dominicans, Mexicans, anybody can get. It.
0: I just wanted to say that anyone can get some of this in their ear hole, okay? Male listeners, female listeners. Well, I'll do things that other podcasters won't do, Rafe, okay? Will you put your balls on the line, Brian? Uh, obviously, okay? All right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll, You know, look, Tyson Fury has shown us. It's 2020. Two men can stand across from each other and kiss, right?
2: Sweet. I'm going to make sure you kiss me good with those
0: big lips. You can do what you want nowadays, all right? Anyway, uh, shout-out to our prime our primed listeners, our hardcores, indeed. Uh, you know, normally we go, what are we going to do this show about? And, you know, whatever, right? It's not really about the box, right? It's about us, Rafe, okay? This is a show about nothing and two white guys, all right? And when it comes to us competing with other podcasts put out by white guys, I do have a message out there.
2: i never let a whiteboard do me. Any you want, to never lose a
0: white person. I don't care. Pug and cop may be nice guys. I ain't losing to them. I ain't losing to the pug and cops. I ain't lose any white boys in this podcast game. All right. Rafe. So take that.
1: We've okay. been doing white podcasts since the beginning. Exactly. All right. All right. You know, and white, post, white podcasting is a hoods. No, wait, no, I don't uh, think it none is of that. None that is, um, it is a it is a. It is a bitch made sport, yes,
0: yes, 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 to this day, to this day, thank you, okay, uh, we will have a show for you today. You're listening to it. There's some headlines, there's some things we're gonna look back, look ahead. It's kind of a uh a uh a a non busy week in the box game, but we are brewing up, we are getting closer, Rafe, a lot of um media conference calls this week and a lot of banging of that drum for this. September twenty sixth, Showtime, Double Charlo pay per view. What is your current excitement expectation level as just a box fan, just a hardcore fan? Are you feeling it right now? You feeling it as, right? As, as a as just a box fan? Yeah, guy. I don't care. That's like a
1: month away. I, oh. The only thing that I am excited about is for my friend Brian Hardman. Campbell <laughs> to get that money player from Showtime. Thank that's you. that's that. right now. That's all that matters. I like this card. I'm in. I'm looking forward to the fights, but I don't need to start thinking about it uh, four weeks in advance.
0: Okay. I, I just don't. I I thought you would have a better response. Since would you say that for the the Charlos, the 30 year old brothers? Right? They've sent they've sent me to hell. That is for sure. They've called me Mike a couple times. You know, if I if I in a if I in a lion, I'm a snake. I might be a snake to them. I love them. Um is this the toughest they, they did seem to confuse you for a snake. That that is that is true. Uh, but they have to understand what I think of them ultimately at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, you know the best. If I wanted to ask you Brian, no no no, I no, got to no, ask no, you no, no, because
1: no. it's getting to the point Brian where you might have to split the baby so to speak. You might have to choose. There's no more straddling the line on or straddling the lion, so to speak. You
0: might have to pick a Charlo, because these guys, they want you to choose. They want to know whose side are you on. Am I a mall guy or a Mel guy? Am I a big Charlo guy? What am I? That's really what you're saying to me, right? Yeah. Well, Jerm- Jermel has never sent me to hell on my own show yet. He did on PBC face to face, Kate to Kate, but uh, Jermall has hit the SOC hard before.
2: It's going to be a fight that say, f- you and f- the U bank and f- everybody else that's down, Jamal Charlotte. Charlo.
0: Um, I hope you watch. I did watch. Um... I will be watching September twenty sixth. I will be cashing checks. I'll be a part of that extended broadcast team. I just thought you'd be a little more excited and I want to ask you this. Collectively, is this the toughest test of both Charlo's career? And is this, as I believe BoxingScene dot Lyle Fitzsimmons put it, sort of a Charlo referendum in his recent piece. Great website by the way, Viacom CBS product. Um is this the Charlo referendum weekend? Are we going to find out what these guys are actually made of, Roth?
1: Okay, so it is definitely the toughest fight of Jamal Charlo's career. Oh, I shouldn't say definitely because he fought Julian Williams, who beat Jared Hurd, who's a world-class fighter. That That's up there, too. But still, at a higher weight, the first time in like real championship competition at middleweight, It feels like the next big test for Jamal Charlo and legitimately the one or 1A biggest test of his career to fight the technician Sergei Derevianchenko, who, as we know, according to all of the uh, boxing media who sat listening to Lou DiBella screaming in their ear, in two straight fights is two and O versus Danny Jacobs and Gennady no, no, no. Golovkin. No 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 because they were in the audience and everyone who
0: watched it from afar no, no, no. and didn't feel that way no, on, uh, John, just, no, no, no. John, this just Danny's night. Hold on Sean just didn't hear Jimmy. Yes, yes Jimmy uh Jimmy Gray is that you're talking about Jimmy Gray Glo- uh,
1: I guess they didn't hear Sergey. Thank you, uh, Sergey. Sergi. They Sergei. did not hear right. you don't hear Sergii. For
0: Maul it is the toughest test. What about for Mel?
1: No, it's not. I mean Jermell has a way, way better resume than Big Charlo, his bigger brother, who is still undefeated. Way better. He's fought Tony Harrison twice. He lost to Tony Harrison in a close fight, then beat and won back his old title. That's a, that was an impressive achievement on its own. He's beaten the great Vanus Martirosian. Actually, one of the most convincing wins anyone other than hits like a train Triple G has ever put on Vanus' behind. Who else has he fought that is very good? Um, man, his his one fifth his his one five four run is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and no, I mean, as for what we, from what we know about Jason Rosario to this point, uh, I have not seen enough to call him a more impressive win than Tony Harrison. Not not even close.
0: That guy hits like a train, and every single punch is like a train. Well, you know the the uh, Sergei, Sergei. He may end up finding out by the end of September 26th, Rafe. That, hey, that black guy, he hits hard. We, maybe, maybe we'll find that out. That's going to be a tough as balls fight. But I, I mean, he think-
1: already he already found out that that Kazakh guy, he hits yes.
0: hard and it didn't. He only went down once.
1: He, he, his face did almost come off, but he uh, he he was in that fight and it was a great fight. Either
0: way, I'm looking forward to it. I do like some of the undercard fights. There's some. This ain't no Jorge Koda. This <laughs> ain't no hoy Koda? who said that? <laughs> That was uh, that was Tony Harrison. Yes, yes, it was. Thank you, thank you. This ain't Birdo. Look at this. Look at Jamel. Look at Look who, look, who, look at the. Look at Jamel Charlo. He's he
1: knocked out Erickson Lubin in the first round, right? He he came, had that comeback win over John Jackson when John Jackson was a little bit hot. Beat Vonis, Beat Tony Harrison. Beat what was left of Austin Trout. That wasn't. Uh, I guess they both beaten Austin Trout. How does that happen? Um, in any case, if Jason Rosario goes on to have a great career from this point maybe it turns out maybe we look back on it saying yeah this was Jamel's toughest fight to date but right now i would not say that this
0: ain't jorge coda this ain't jorge coda yes this ain't uh Birdo. you can say
1: that about jason
0: rosario you can say Thank that you. this ain't jorge coda this ain't klitschko this certainly ain't burdo
2: ask my man ask my man andre burdo about me He's a good friend of mine's now. Everybody know how I Everybody
0: do. know that, right? Everybody know that. He's a good friend of mine's. I love that. Um, Rafe, that wasn't, I was, no, don't give me that look. I was just using his voice. I was inflecting his voice on mine. I didn't, I didn't give you a look. I didn't care. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go champ. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm fired up. I think there's some good undercard fights on there. Um, you know, there's Luis Neri's bouncing around, Brandon Figueireda, um, some other guys. Figueroa? Figueroa, there's a, some Asian man. He's
2: a big one, isn't he? For a Japanese guy, there's no doubt about there's that. There's a couple
0: of them, so I'm fired up. September 26th, Showtime pay-per-view. Get ready. Okay, get ready. Thank you. Um, do you, What do you think about Uncle uh, Dana White over there in the skinhead faction going head-to-head on both Showtime fall pay-per-views? Uh, opposite the Charlos will be a UFC pay-per-view with Israel Adesanya against Paulo Costa in a middleweight title bout, which is kind of like one of those that's guaranteed to be all action. And then I believe they got a pretty loaded one going up against the tank uh Santa Cruz one. Is that just where we're at these days? Just get over it. It's what it is.
1: Well, at this point, what does Dana White have to I mean, you're look, you're the skinhead expert here, all right? I am I I just look at you uh you know, neo MMAs from afar. So you correct me if I'm wrong, but at this point what does Dana White have to fear from the world of boxing in terms of competition in the combat sports realm? At least, at least, unless it's a name like Anthony Josh, yes, right, Deont- De- Deontay or Deontay Wilder, yes, Tyson Fury, Fury, uh, Canelo. That's it. Other than like the top heavy white fight, fly- <laughs> heavy white, heavy They're white not, white they're fly- not fly- all wow. heavyweights, wow. okay. but they are all heavyweights. <laughs> Other than the top heavyweights. And Canelo, what what possible fight could boxing put together that wouldn't uh that 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 a good MMA UFC pay per view outperform?
0: That's fair. That's fair. I hear you.
1: It's okay. I don't look. I'm not a fan of UFC. I don't. I don't hate on it. I kind of hate on it a little bit. But it's it's not for everybody.
0: Not everybody wants to see grown men. In their panties, right, rolling around. But, you know, I'm just – I hate when they compete against each other or when when boxing competes against itself. But you know what? It's business. No one owns any dates, all right? It is what it is. So, you know, don't be a crusty dick. You know know what, Mr.
1: Showtime, can I ask you something? Yes, yes, Um, please, please. Are you more of – well, first of all, are you more of a Showtime Sean Porter or a Curtis Showtime Stevens? Curtis That's My question-
0: Remember when he fought on H- a- HBO against uh, Gennady? Gnat- he had to call himself Curtis My Time? Yeah, that was weird. And what did he call himself when uh, he
1: got sent to hell by Davy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I think he called himself retired actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, no, that was that was
1: the lucky boy Omadoso. Yes, um, yes. Anyway, yes. Brian, the, the more important Showtime question for you, Mr. Showtime – is do you think that having that unique structure of the double Charlo bill uh, later this month, when they go up against the MMA, the UFC Adesanya pay per view, do you think that will help Showtime mitigate whatever losses they might have, uh, you know, incurred or or lost out on because people were choosing UFC over boxing on that day? Do you think that because it starts earlier, people will be able to watch at least? You know, the first card in yeah. full without having to flip back and forth.
0: Let's set the stage 7 p.m. Eastern, three fights. Half hour halftime show, then three more fights. So the main event is the halftime show starring Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas. Well, that really hasn't been announced yet, but we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see. It, you know, it, it did exist though. I will tell My you. My sources <laughs> tell me, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, yes, yes, it did exist at the end of the day. Let's please, you know, I, I just find that all incredibly hypocritical. It is. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know, but I like the early start. And you know what? Go head to head. Who cares about the skinheads? All right, they ain't. It's not even the same sport at the end of the day, right?
2: I, I can't believe I'm a subscriber to Showtime. Well,
0: well, you know, you got to pay for this one, okay? It's not part of the subscription deal. This ain't you know nine ninety nine to kill pay per view. All right, still there's still high level stuff, okay? So Dana, back off.
2: I said, man, don't make us look like fucking top rank. <laughs>
0: yeah, all right. Take that, Evan Corn. Enough rambling uh, here. We're, we're going to do Roth. Oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to you real quick about fantasy sports. You care? You got a second for I, me?
1: I, of course, I care.
0: All right. Well, okay. sorry, sorry. Just, uh, just, just. Yeah. All right. Give me a second here. Uh, I want to tell you about a new show that CBS Sports Podcasts are putting out, Rafe. All right. This is not an ad read. This is just two friends talking about sports. Right?
1: Yeah. I'm. I. I talk about sports with friends. Yeah. I, I also listen to endless love in the dark with friends. <laughs>
0: Uh, This week, CBS Sports launched a new podcast, Rafe, with some familiar voices for more than a decade. And you know this already. Are they sisters with voices? No, 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 no. Because I
1: would be weak for that.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, They are. uh, It's there's a show called Fantasy Football Today. You may have heard of it. It's like the biggest show in all of uh, shows. Uh, They've been delivering league winning analysis and advice now for, what, 10 years. But guess what? They had a child they're going to have a spin-off, okay? Don't get don't get look, we wouldn't have had uh family matters without perfect strangers, right? You got to get you know you got to listen to me when I'm talking about spin-offs, okay? Uh it's called The Fantasy Football Today in 5 podcast. Fantasy Football Today in 5. Right? If you got 5 minutes for anything, right?
1: Pretty much, I mean, or at least I have no excuse not to have five minutes because I'm definitely wasting five minutes doing some other crap.
0: Yeah, like this ad read. Just kidding. Uh, they're coming at you fast with uh, with their this brand new feed. Don't worry, the old feed's going to stay the same. But when we're talking fantasy football today in five, we're talking about your audio outlet for fantasy news and advice in five minutes or fewer, Rafe. Or your money back. The FFT crew will break down what matters most to help you win your league in a quick-hitting format. Available first thing in the morning, Monday through Friday. Rafe, before you pour that first Mountain Dew in your glass, okay? Before you Diet get Mountain Dew. Before you get all up inside, you better get effing inside on that on that liquid crack. Um, I want you to download and subscribe to the fantasy football today in five only takes five minutes guys and it's free apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher your smart speakers hey anywhere else rafe where you find fine audio you can find the fft in five dominoes 30 minutes or less whatever you got let's do it all right enough of that
1: ryan i don't drink the diet do because i'm addicted to the liquid crack i drink it for birth control man you gotta understand um can you
0: uh expand
1: on that Yellow number five. You didn't know that. No. Low is your sperm as nutbusters, man. And low is your <gasps> sperm count. Okay, okay, that's you don't know about these old it. urban legends on Mountain Dew. Also, Tropical Fantasy will, is is the ultimate nutbusters. Uh, Tropical soda. Fanta? No, no. The, I don't know if they sold uh, Tropical Fantasy up in uh, wherever Connecticut, but in New York City, Brian, it was the cheapest soda you could get at the bodega you, you it was it was our lunch because it was our we could take one dollar get a 50 cent tropical fantasy 20 ounces strawberry champagne flavor Ooh. and then two 25 cent cinnamon roller th- packs each with four rollers that had probably had like 800 calories per pack so for <laughs> a dollar we're probably eating like three thousand calories of sugar for lunch
0: yes yes it is hot, yes. It is good. Uh, we didn't have that. We did rock out on Joel Cola at Marty's Corner, in Naugatuck, Connecticut. Thank you very much. Uh, nothing like just put, you know, pumping cocaine into your body at eight years old. It's great. It's it's great though. It's fine. You know?
1: Feels better when you're little.
0: Yeah, yeah. It does. It does feel good. Drugs, you know, you look. Drugs are for all ages, but when it comes to this sport that we talk about, Rafe, uh, you know, it's it's ultimately a different story. You know what I'm saying?
2: Now let's be real here. Boxing. Is for grown folks. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Because uh, when we're talking about boxing, sometimes we're talking about crimes, Rafe. Okay. Like that crime of a left uppercut that Povetkin hit on your boy Dillian with a stick.
2: Oh, here's Povetkin. I'm gonna follow him after this home invasion. So he jumps in your home, he causes havoc, then he runs out the home. You run out onto the front long way
0: there. Right past Sean Porter. You got to get past him with the shotgun. He's going to knock up your daughter, right? He'll show her the ultimate sack, right?
1: And meanwhile, you're chasing this big-ass Russian out the front door.
0: (laughs) Sean Porter's waiting to come
1: in. Man, you you are in quite a pickle in that situation. You know, he's
0: not just Russian. He's in a hurry. You got to be an athlete to keep up with him. Like, think Michael Hunter. Michael Hunter has great legs.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's a tall drink of water.
0: I mean, well, you know, you know, Dwyer has advised us what to do when it comes to looking up and down fighters. Let's
2: look at the entire man.
0: Thank you. This show's going nowhere. Morning Zoo Hour coming at you. Here, quick pause for the cause, Rafe. On the other side, we're going to get into your boy, Canelio. Uh, what the hell's going on with Days in and all that good stuff? Uh, tall, pale, and handsome, it is your boy, BC, signing off for now. We'll be back in two and two. And we're back. BC Rafe bugs all the box bonanza that too hard man can fit in your ear hole. Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: It was that thick. Yes.
1: It was that intense.
0: Yes. Gross. It was that heavy. Yes. No, I don't. Okay. All right. Uh, Rafe, a lot to talk about in this weird in-between week in the box calendar. Um, let's bring in your guy.
1: I was born ready. <laughs>
0: uh, born ready to sit out over finances. Canelo not fighting Mexican Independence Day weekend. And all those rumors you heard about. Don't worry here, folks. He'll be back in November. They might not be true. Dateline, Rafe, today. When, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. I don't know what day it is. Um, Your old website. Great site for covering fights, maybe. Used to be. Grantland.com? Yeah. <laughs> Eater.com was a great site. (laughs) Uh, The Athletics' Mike Coppinger, through sauces, okay, says, there's growing concern. Canelo Alvarez won't fight in 2020, with DAZN offering about half of his $35 million guaranteed purse and neither side budging. Golden Boy and DAZN are at an impasse over contract language governing his opponents. More to come in this story that I'm not subscribed to. Rafe, um... This was already going to be an item for me this week because it's, it's what it's September fricking second. Where the hell's the biggest star in the sport? So I got things to say here, Rafe. I'm not saying it's easy for DAZN, which tried go to go off ki- King, go which, off, which tried to kill pay per view, and then the quarantine made pay per view you know never more valuable than it is right now. I'm not. I, I get where we're at. I get the situation. Okay. All right? Do I have to bring in Jermall one more time?
2: Man, y'all got to get on the phone with a uh, dozen, dozen, a dozen it's couple it's of fighters gone. with a dozen <laughs> couple of losses. They're going to be whatever we call them.
0: Well, what we what call them right now is not busy at all. No one's going to that site. There ain't no fights outside of Eddie Hearn's Summer Series Garden Party, okay? Rafe?
1: We have D'Zone's Chris Mannix here with an exclusive interview. With Canelo Alvarez,
0: yes. Canelo, yes. How busy
1: would you like to be in the rest of 2020?
0: <laughs> busy, busy, yes. Uh, Easy backyard grilling. You are next, my friend. Uh, did you see, by the way, Canelo put out an Instagram of him grilling uh, meat? Oh yeah, I thought it, we didn't touch it, that. Was it beef? Was uh, it beef? Yes, and I thought we didn't do that.
2: And then the phrase "tainted meat" hit the lexicon.
0: All right, here's my here's my here's my statement though. The Zone, I don't want to hear any of that. What is the zone built upon? Loosely the idea of disrupting the market by killing pay-per-view Rafe. Russian but, money laundering. Money laundering well, oligarching. Um but it's built on the idea that you're gonna get Anthony Joshua, maybe the biggest fighter on the globe. Soiled
1: reputations of a lot of ESPN employees that we used to work for. Uh, <laughs>
0: including those that like it. In the nose, Rafe. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 oh. Hot man. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, we've been doing blow since, well, since the ESPN days. Yeah. Um. Not us, uh, Rafe. You were built upon the idea that Anthony Joshua lives and plays here, and he might be the biggest star globally. But the biggest pay-per-view king, Canelo Alvarez, has left pay-per-view to come to your channel. And oh, by the way, you spent a dick load of money to get that old guy Gennady that we love triple j to get them in the ring together this rant ain't about Canelo triple g3 per se I know Gennady's now making it difficult Canelo didn't want the fight for a while then when there was a window now Gennady's like hold on I gotta go have a mandatory against some you know Uzbek guy um, you didn't break
1: up with me I broke up with exactly. you Canelo
0: but at the end of the day here to zone uh, there are rumors about your demise. You've, it seems like you're on life support. You chose to pay Big Red $35 million per fight. I get that the times, they are changing right now, and they suck. Get that man in the damn ring already. Like, what the F are you doing? You're going to argue over, well, we only really want to pay him 17 and a million. You, you gave the guy 35 I don't care if there's a live gate. That don't matter no more. You know what I'm saying? You've already stretched out all your credit cards and maxed all that ish out to try to and make this once channel. That
1: credit card is stretched. It
0: it's destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's forced to retire from the uh from the dark trade. Yes. Um Rafe, but uh I don't have sympathy here. You know what I'm saying? You stole fuzzy lifting drinks. You bumped up in the ceiling which has to be washed and sterilized so you get nothing. The zone. Good day, sir. Call up Gennady. Call up Triple G, say enough of this shit. We're the, we're the bosses now. We're the, we're the guys in the room with the biggest stick. Fight each other. Save our channel. I'm not gonna nickel and dime you anymore, Saul. I, I told you you're getting 35 million, you're getting it. But frickin' fight each other. I don't care if we gotta fly to, where are their good COVID numbers right now? Australia? Where is it? Tell me a place in the world, Rafe, where there's Jeff Horn's backyard? Tell me something. Put it there. I don't care if you put it in my basement. You signed up for this. Don't try to nickel and dime, Saul. He don't owe you nothing.
1: Right on. Look, Brian. That's I, why I, I'm upset. So so I, I from, a, from a, the point of view of the boxing fan and even the boxing hardcore, you have a right to be upset. Let me take the temperature down a notch here, though, and just put some – you know, pour some water on your balls, some realism on your balls. You serious? You serious? I'm, si- yeah, I, yeah. This is my true. I'm true guy, Brian. I'm not. I'm not here trying to soapbox on nothing. The here's the deal. I you, look in terms of if Canelo fights, should he get the amount he's contracted to get per fight? His, minim- his They they guaranteed him 35 mil per fight. Yeah, that. That Canelo gets 35 M's every time he sits, steps in the ring. Don't try and negotiate him down from that point. Well, I agree to with India. that.
2: Uh-oh. I'm touching M's.
1: Yeah, thank you for those extra M's, Canelo is saying. <laughs> um, so, so that much I, I agree with. And it's kind of crazy for them to say, oh, well, yeah, we didn't see this come. That's the risk you take. That is the risk you take. You, no one saw this coming. Other people are fulfilling their contractual minimums. It just so happens that you guaranteed this man 35 million a fight, and you can't get the fights that you want for various reasons, for for boxing grudge reasons, for boxing politics reasons, and for pandemic reasons. That, you gotta, but, but the zone, if it wants to continue putting out a decent boxing product, should, uh, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. That's what everyone else is trying to do. The results are not always great. They have not been great so far, there are some better fights on the horizon. Hopefully, they happen, but it's going to be a crappy 2020 year in boxing because it's an even worse 2020 year in the world. This is just going to happen, Brian. Yeah, but you can't. The one sit thing here and you're defend, wrong about. You can't. Def- the Zone don't care about boxing anymore. The Zone is a worldwide company. It 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 was doing very well in all these other in Japan, big in Japan, Brian. They're 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 basically looking at an international strategy now, and I think they're. Honestly, probably pivoting away from the U.S. market where it just cost the, – the, the cost to breaking in is too great. They, the idea for boxing always at DAZN was to use it as a stepping stone to compete for to, – to build a a big enough user base, enough subscribers in the States to compete with ESPN – With Fox, with all of the major networks and platform platforms, even the even the Amazons, if they were supposed to get in, to compete for major sports rights. Eddie
2: Hearn and these guys have a plan to build a platform.
1: So and and it wasn't working before the pandemic, and the pandemic basically blew up the entire plan. The zone can still be fine, it just won't provide anything for the American boxing fan. Which is unfortunate, and it's currently messing up the careers Looks of great. a lot of fi- fighters who we like. What the American
0: in... boxing fan doesn't know is what makes them the American boxing fans, all right? I could I could take a a, a dump, a guaranteed dump in a box, and write guarantee on it. I, I got the time.
1: I got so many different disrespectful things to say about the American MMA fan, <laughs> skinhead-ass bitch. Yo,
2: yo, 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 relax.
1: But, um... Yeah, DeZone, I think is is trying to get out of boxing. Honestly, I think that 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 I, I kind of suspect that this. Okay, uh, they, they 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 look at this and say, well, let's play hardball with Canelo a little bit because he probably wants to make you know close to twenty million dollars instead of the thirty-five million dollars that he's that we owe him. Are we standing on solid legal ground trying to weasel out of this contract? No. Are we men of honor? No, but I could have told you that they weren't men of honor well before any of this, Brian. <laughs> I think you could have told me that too. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It ain't about being honor. You know how much honor is worth in life? Period. Nothing. And you know what? It's worth less in boxing. Boxing so and I, am, I don't it blame anybody about that. that.
0: Yeah, well, boxing and ethics have never missed. But let me say one
1: thing. Let me say one thing about your ginger friend. Um. I think—here's here's my crazy conspiracy theory, though, Brian. They are—I think they're looking at it like, okay, maybe if we get a cheap Canelo fight, great, we'll take it. Then why are you
0: shooting or, down Yildirim fights? If you want a cheap Canelo fight, let him fight Avni Yildirim for the damn vacant WBC title.
1: Well, maybe if Canelo would take $17.5 million they would take an Avni Yildirim fight. I don't know. But they look—I This think it might be their them the strategy of— Hey, we'll get a, a Canelo pri a Canelo fight at half price or or Canelo fights us on this, we have to buy him out. We save a little bit of money in the long run that we reinvest into worldwide rights on other sports. We try to expand in the UK and other countries where the market is a little bit friendlier to a friendlier to us than here in the states. And we just get out of this giant mess of the US market of boxing of all of that being front and center for the zone. Just, just walk away from it. You know, I think that, I think this might be, a, cause once, once the zone, if, if things don't get resolved between Canelo and the and they go to court, they have to settle. It takes up time. And, DAZN, and Canelo eventually walks from the Doesn't fight on DaZone ever again. That means boxing is done at the It's already heading. There. It, flush it right there. And that might be their goal, so they can go on and move on with the rest of their strategy. Try to rebuild the business somewhere else because boxing ain't going to do it for his own.
0: You're right. I think you're right on a lot of this. But let me put out one thing first. I love me some Saul Canelo Alvarez. I'm just saying, like, you tried to build your name on overpaying for the biggest star. So don't, uh, don't like, don't, like, spare me the nickel and dime crap. Like, this is the time not to try to get Canelo for 16 million to face, you know. Washed handsome Lemieux. This is the time, in my opinion, to pay Canelo the full thirty-five and call up Gennady and be like, "I don't care that you're suing your own mother right now. I don't care that that Mox uh, ha- only has two belts now. Uh, you're, you know, dude. We paid you a hundred million. That same hundred million million are trying to keep off of YouTube so that Abel Sanchez can't find it um, to fight Canelo. So F your plans, F your life, F your Kazakh friends, F your Uzbekian fan, friends, F that Turkmenistan guy you think you're going to fight next. You have
1: Even f- Tajikistan.
0: You yes, yes. Yeah, you have a fight with, me- with Mexican guy. And I'm sorry, Gennady, but at the end of the day... Volokhin,
2: you are next, my friend.
0: And try to at least, even if you're going out of business in boxing anyway, try to go out with a bang with a full mass not a court date all right go big or go the hell home now now let me ask you this if canelo doesn't fight at all in 2020 add it add it to cliff robinson's death all right shout out uncle cliffy right yukon star buffalo native as one of the worst things that's happened this year already right there's the quarantine there's this political mess uh the the, the damn black panther's dead right you got let go from the athletic. This, this year is, is sucked a few, a few different horns, not named Jeffrey or Joe. Okay. Um, but the biggest star can't do that. So, how about we talk about a world where we ain't staying at days in because they got free HBO? What does that post world look like? Cause, cause I got news for you. Peter Nelson. He ain't atop the chair anymore at good old HBO that got out of the box game after 40 years.
1: I think you meant to say Peter Nelson ain't walking through that
0: door, Brian. He's not walking through that door. He ain't ain't signing that girl to a podcast. He ain't doing much, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nice guy. Former boxing writer. Took the sport downtown in that channel. I'm cashing showtime checks maybe because of it, but that's fine. What happens if tomorrow— Days in said, we ain't bleeding anymore. I'm sorry, it's over. All right. Eddie, you need a new home. Golden Boy, find somewhere else. Rafe, what does tomorrow look like? Does a new head of HBO run back in and try to and try to pick up these fights a la carte? What does Hell Eddie Hell no then HBO what is ain't stupid? What is I
1: oh, guess I guess if they could just do straight pay per views and collect money, yeah. But HBO isn't trying to get back into long term contracts with boxers. But HBO got out of boxing cause Look, I loved HBO Boxing. They put on the best fights of anybody for most of my life. But you know what? They saw that boxing was a badass business to be in for a television network because you had to pay more and more and more. There were bidding wars for even fighters who don't make any money. Just and They're very good fighters, but they don't make any money. You you hear Lou DeBella give this rant twice a week at this point. The the sport ain't worth the investment, the money it takes for networks to to get in it, unless you're spending an oligarch's money, or unless you're spending Wadell and Reed's hedge fund money, unless you're spending funny money. So yeah, HBO ain't coming back. I don't what will happen with Canelo. I don't know. I mean, I think that obviously Top Rank and PBC and everyone will be just banging down his door in San Diego and in guadalajara all of the you know they they will be uh, they, hey where's canelo at i want to see canelo can i pay canelo if i were canelo at this point in his career i'd go to miguel Cotto route and just shot myself around yes. Yes. fight to fight you know oh, start your own promotional company with uh with with the reynosos where you're terrible no box no life merchandise make ryan garcia fight on your cards do you know basically Get even more ownership in this game, and every time you fight, you're the only real star left in the sport in North America. Make everybody bid for, have a bidding war for
0: your services every time you fight. Canelo, where you fight, I fight. Where you bid, I bid. What you eat, I eat. You know, he might be eating some of the Canelo meat, so
2: I'm gonna go with Ryan Garcia.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, you might be right. Um, I wonder if Eddie could come up with another giant deal in the U S Matt from USA ain't going to even exist in like, but Matt has a compelling roster to put on American TV. True or false? They have a very good. Yeah.
1: I mean, a compelling roster. I would want to watch them fight anywhere, but what, what, what good does it do to Canelo to go lock himself into a deal?
0: Wouldn't it be great for boxing in theory though? And theory doesn't usually work out in boxing because boxing is about, you know,
1: you know, there is only one man. And he doesn't have the greatest promotional company. But still, there's only one man who it would make sense for Canelo to to link up with. And that's Mayweather Promotions.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And that would, of course, make this true. Al Heyman, a goat. Right. Right. I was going to say, like, in a re- in an alternate universe, because I wouldn't think this would happen. But what if Golden Boy and Matrim were suddenly like, oh, crap. We have to add ourselves to the existing power channels. Right. They- there's ESPN. There's Fox slash Showtime on the PBC side. And then that's it, right? So um imagine if, I mean, that'd be the best thing for boxing to make better matchups. But who knows if the money's there. They'd probably look to get their own money somewhere. I don't know. I just want people to fight, okay? I don't ever, like, this is stupid that we that we fill time in a show about, like, who's at fault that Canelo's not fight. Just fight. Just freaking fight. I know there's a quarantine, but fight already, all right? Fight. i would i wish that would happen
1: brian but you know what i you know what i think is going to happen or what? you know what i think overall the response to you should be right now what yeah right
0: jeffrey yeah right all right all right it's nice to dream oh uh, let's go up and down the uh the quick uh boxing news in 90 here uh rafe the the, <laughs> the wretched wba to
1: quote we ever gonna we ever gonna are we ever going to talk about Uh, Jose Carlos Ramirez fighting Victor Iceman Postal?
0: That's fair. That's a fair interjection. Shout out to Top Rink. On paper, one of my favorite fights of the quarantine year.
1: Was it an effective robbery in the Campbell household?
0: No, no, that wasn't a draw. Ramirez's, uh,
1: what, majority decision victory
0: over Iceman.
2: Postal. Hey, that wasn't a draw in the Dwyer household.
0: Campbells either, okay? Uh, I did actually had, look, it was a close fight. I'll give Victor Postel a ton of credit. Stuck to the game plan. He really, I mean, at 36, you got the best of the Iceman there. He, I mean, he was a man in there. Great game plan, boxed beautifully. I still had uh, Ramirez winning fairly comfortably. I think I had something like, Ray Rafe, t- you can kill me.
1: Right oh, you put that on Twitter so you can get killed for it.
0: I had it 8-4, I believe. 8-4. Oh, is that the Steve Weisfeld card? No. 8-4, um, Ramirez. Look, the the close rounds, I favored the the Russian who was landing the bigger punches. He was more of my liking. All right? I thought that was ultimately it. I do not think overall, though, and this is, I think, the right transition point, because it was a very fun tactical chess match. You know, I, I don't think that was a great win for Jose Ramirez. And I think now that he's ready for the big boy things, which include the four belt showdown, with Josh Taylor, the possibility of moving up to face Terence Crawford, he don't enter that season looking great, Rafe because we know he's he's very good because of his intangibles more than his skill set, but don't let that make you think the skill set ain't good it's good right it's just it's just it's just sort of above average across the board and not spectacular. He looked above average across the board and not spectacular in this fight against a very determined opponent. sometimes you got to survive an advance Rafe. But I'm not here to say this was a robbery or this was, no, he, he fought the better fight. I thought he landed some clean hooks. I thought a couple times he wobbled post all. I'll give him credit for gutting it out and figuring out a way. He just didn't look great doing it. Does, does, but does JCR ever look great doing it? Had him on the show last week. He's a great guy. He's a credit to the Fresno community, Rafe, in Central Valley. But I don't know if he's elite. I'm sorry. I've said it before. Zepeda beat him. Postal almost beat him. When he goes in there with the Tartan fella, when he goes in there with that guy who knows he's the B-E-S-T of boxing, that guy who will beat you up if you handle his car incorrectly in North Omaha, he ain't winning any, either of those, Rafe. And that's not like a knock against him, like get it together, figure out how to be great. I just think he's hit his ceiling, bro. All right?
1: I think that's a fair take. I think that... Jose Carlos Ramirez is bringing – he's making the most of his – ability. he's getting the most out of his talent, and that's really admirable. And he, he does and, – and the intangibles always stick out with him, the way that against Postol, he responded to Robert Garcia telling him he needed to do more and came on in the second half of that fight and did enough to convince the judges who probably were going to give him the fight regardless, but still – uh, he did enough to to earn that close decision and he you know Postol other than Terence Crawford no one has looked good against him so it, it, it Postol is tricky and and he still is the same fighter he can still compete on that level he like kind of we expected Postol didn't do enough to 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 to, to, to put the fight you know swing the 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 cards in his favor he just wasn't quite active enough uh and didn't let the the right hand go enough to land some more telling blows that might have helped his cause but this is that that ramirez i think it makes sense to favor josh taylor over him to favor regis progre over him even though that fight is almost surely off the table in the in the near future uh but to, to to favor guys who appear to be more spectacular talents over him, the the one caveat is that Ramirez is going to give his best effort, and he's going to be he's going to force those guys to you know to use their their better talent. And if they don't, if they're flat, if so, so then then you know he has the he. I think I would not count him out in any of those fights because he is someone who is going to give his all and give a good version of, even though, I mean, even in after this fight, Jose Ramirez said it wasn't his best night, but still he he's going to whatever he has on the night. He's going to pour it all out every time. And I think that that's, that that's admirable quality in any athlete and it will serve him well in these fights where he's probably going to be in a little bit over his head looking spinning it way forward. Brian, I wanted to ask you what, Say who say we get this unification right? Josh Taylor beats some Thailand guy next month, and they roll into. I mean, Bob. Bob Arum is talking about rolling into the four belt uni, unification. I I want unification. Bob is saying he I'll wants unification. I'll roll things with Bob day. I'll roll the up. new year. Do it, say that happens. Whoever wins, do uh, does it really behoove them to go up to? 147 to yes. chase Terrence Crawford? Yes. Why? Money, Why? Why? Why not stay there, lord over 140, where top rank has more fighters? Teofimo
0: Lopez going to be
1: coming up soon.
0: First, you get the money, then you get the power, and then you get the fame. 140 is a proving ground. Then division? you get the women. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Some of them listen to our podcast. Yep. Yep. I'm All very few. All right. Um, because, look, people don't dream to be the. The undisputed 140 champion. Like, it's fine. 140 is a transitional proving ground division. 47 is the sex, Rafe. You know this, man. Proving How yourself. What sex against... has
1: Terrence Crawford been having at top rank over the last well, few years that's at 147? That's
0: the thing. Everyone knows there ain't people lining up to bang him. I so have you some will... Lithuanian sex. So, you know, you could sit at 140 and fight killers for X amount of money, or you can go to 47 and be in the main event of an ESPN pay per view. Like, that, there's reasons, okay? There's reasons why you You would do this you want to find out how great you are you get a chance to fight a guy who has a claim at pound for pound kingship Roth but I do agree with your statement that 35's hot eventually those guys will move up but uh, what
1: if what if Teofimo Lopez beats Vasily Lobachenko uh, and then announces he wants to come up to 140 to challenge the 140 pound unified four belt champion imagine does if,
0: that change your mind well uh, yeah imagine if he pulled the Sh- shane mosley and uh skipped 40 altogether and went right up to welter and fought oscar and right away like i mean you know i'd love that okay i would love the taste of that
2: don't let the smooth taste fool you
0: that's uh, all day please um i've looked at that very hard thank you yeah i love that but look you don't stop at 40 and say, let me get 20 title defenses, okay? Uh, first, we gotta let the Tartan Tornado beat that guy, uh, Thong Yong Yong. Um, uh, can we just call him, uh, Cisco? What's that guy's name? Cisco, like as in the Thong song? Yes. Cause the guy that, that, oh. that's, yeah,
1: Josh Taylor against that thong, the thong, thong, thong.
0: Yeah, I and mean, that's clearly racist by you, Rafe. I don't. No, 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 no,
1: no. That, no. that I... is the thong. That is the that is the chorus
0: of the thong song that I was repeating okay, for you. Thank you, thank you. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name, but if he gets by Kong Dong, um, we will have a great fight. Okay, we have a great fight. But you better believe the and then look if it's Josh Taylor him and him against Bud. That's a freaking fight, Rafe. All right, JCR too. But all right, let me ask you this, though, okay? I love Freddie. You didn't listen, of course, to that bonus pod I put out last week.
1: I did. Of course. I I, I like all those guys. I listened to that. I also had to listen because I heard you were talking about my business without
0: (laughs) me there. Well, yeah. Well, you know, what what are you going to do about that? Right?
1: Right? Keep my name out your mouth if I'm not on your podcast. (laughs) You are
0: my podcast.
2: Hey, player, you've been, you know, having my name in your mouth. Here I am now.
0: All right. I am, player. Let's have at it. Yep. Let's do it. Thank you. I don't, I don't want anything more than your name, though, in there. Thank you. Okay. He didn't. He swallowed. No, 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 no. we are right. finished. Oh, we're, please, please. Never that's, back. that's why I'm upset. All right. Yeah. Um, Rafe, what I was going to tell you was, uh, look, we like drama. We like stirring crap up. Every time you ask Ramirez about why the relationship with Freddie went sour, he takes the high road. Every time you ask Freddie, he avoids it. In fact, do you want full disclosure? Yes. Freddy's camp asked for this certain call that happened that we didn't bring up, that I didn't ask the question about the details of what went on and why they broke up. Okay? And, you know, in the moment I said, I respect that. That story's already been told. Why? Because after the fight in which Freddie and JCR broke up, guess what happened in the next four fights, Rafe? He fought against Freddie, trained fighters three out of four times for some ungod-known reason, right? Orozco, Zepeda, and now this man. Um, I did ask Robert Garcia, though, all right? Did you hear him, A, pop for my South Coast Mitsubishi joke, and B, yes. did you hear him actually tell the story? So they're claiming in the past people have left Freddie By saying, look, he's too busy. JCR, according to Robert Garcia, left Freddie because he didn't think Freddie was trying enough. He thought Freddie was basically mailing it in. Like Freddie had no passion to train him the way he needed. What would you make of that little soap opera? Did you hear that? Did you pick up on that? Am I the only one in the freaking world that cares about this crap?
1: Uh, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I I picked up on it a little bit. I I I interpret it more along I, along the lines of uh, Robert Garcia saying kind of a different version in so many words that Freddie was too busy. That's what I thought he meant, but maybe you're right. Maybe it really had to do with uh, Ramirez not feeling like he was getting the the attention he deserved or the effort he deserved out of his head trainer. Uh, we know that Freddie delegates a lot to Marvin Simodio, who. Has you know seems to have a great uh reputation
0: and 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 a, a few great other ring boys. Rapport. There's ring boys in there. He delegates some things to the ring boys, right? He gives them uh, things to to hold. Uh yeah, but I think that
1: he's oh goodness
0: oh goodness. Uh I, I, I you're
1: gonna make me talk about it now. I was trying not to go on that tangent, but Please. the weirdest, really, the weirdest episode in the history of twenty four seven has to have been that coto martinez episode that had not only mr nuts talk but also like Freddie riding around new york in a in a horse-drawn carriage (laughs) with like some young man the whole thing was crazy
0: what is going on here Um, it it made coto sleeping in the same bed with brian perez like completely normal during training camp right yeah um (laughs) Anyway. I mean, look, they're but, all brothers, Rafe, okay? And you know what brothers do at the end of the day. Him
1: and his brother used to bang it out
2: all the time. Now you.
0: But Brian, um,
1: it could just – look, Ramirez feeling like he wasn't getting Freddie's best effort might have been Freddie's thinking, well, this isn't my best fighter, especially at that juncture in uh, Ramirez's career when he was a decent prospect, but really – There was an assumption among the boxing sort of intelligentsia and the boxing media that Ramirez was getting a mild push because he was a former Olympian, because he's a really good guy, because he sells in Fresno, but not that he was was going to achieve the things that he's already achieved and and could go on. You know, now, uh, you know, uh, sort of a top 20, 25 pound for pound type guy, which he's, he's won some fights to earn. Uh, people to believe he's that good. Um, so it it was. It I think it makes sense at the time. I I also just think it may. It's not surprising that Jose Ramirez, who you know is bilingual, uh, Mexican American, would just be more comfortable working out of Robert Garcia's gym. who, Who they they not only you know not not just heritage, but like. Both of their parents, you know, worked in the agriculture industry in, or in, in California. Thank you, Mark. They're, they're from different parts of California. Thank you,
0: Kriegs. Thank you, please. Fathers and sons. Uh, Look, 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 look. I,
1: I, none of this comes from something I didn't even, if he wrote something, I didn't read it.
0: But, um. He didn't, but he, that's, that's a Kriegel tale to twist if I ever heard it. Well, Well, I'm not
1: trying to turn it into a psychodrama. I'm just saying it makes sense that you feel more comfortable with someone you can switch back and forth. Between the, the two language, your two the two languages, you your you know, your two native languages, uh, and, and also honestly, in their weight classes, way better sparring, incredible yes. sparring yes. in the Garcia gym. Virgil you get spar Ortiz. with Mikey, you get Josecito, you get Virgil uh, Virgil Ortiz, you it's just a wrecking crew in there. Why Brandon that's just a Rios. better atmosphere. Yeah, you get Brandon Rios. All right. I, I liked when he mentioned that he got to spar with Rios. I
0: was like, yeah. Yeah, baby, yeah. Uh, Rafe, by the way, though, how did you score Ra- ramirez Postal? Let's bring in Rafe. Okay, Jim. Seven to
1: two. What What'd you have? I had 7-5 Ramirez. Okay. Okay. All right, player. You know, right in there. It was a close fight. It was, it, it was a close fight. I wouldn't have been mad at a draw. I wouldn't even have been mad at a 7-5 Postal, but – Uh, I, I felt like, you know, Ramirez did what he does in these tough fights against guys who are outboxing him a little bit. He, he, he he out he, 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 you know, he, he outworks them enough and lands enough good punches to, to, to nick the fight.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. Let's run through this quick. Did you happen to see the, uh, PBC on Fox main event. I hope you didn't. Arislandi Lara against the bouncer of the local. Uh, yeah. Of, of the
1: local of the local council. Yeah. Ryan, cons- you could not pay me to watch Good. that
0: garbage. Good. Good. I didn't watch it. Good. OK, that's all I have to say about that. I want to run through a lightning round here of news and get your take on it, Rafe. OK, are you ready? Yes, sir. Uh, the the decrepit WBA has ranked the Campione with a knee-responsive number six in the top ten rankings after he beat the bags off that guy. Uh, I mean, this is like the probably the 99th most egregious alphabet body sanctioning move this calendar year, but this one just felt gross. Of
1: course it's gross, but it's also completely expected, right? You get, Take one of these dumb fights, win, don't look embarrassingly bad, and someone will rank you. If we if we looked at all what is this at uh super middleweight? Yes. So if we look at all of the rankings at Super Middleweight, there are probably some other top ten rankings that you're like, really? Who's that? Where did that come from?
0: Yes. That's um, that's how the Johan Duhoppases end up getting national television heavyweight title opportunities or who
1: I, I haven't looked at the WBA's top ten yet. Here's the scary question. I won't. Who's floating around in there? That it appears that they're looking to no, no, make no. something happen.
0: I don't. I don't care. I don't. You think I care what that guy does? No.
1: no. I just want to know. It's like Chavez in there, or probably. who's who? What what is make what Chavez is the fight, fight in there that they're looking to do?
0: Well, they're probably there, or maybe they want to do the Chavez rematch and put a freaking WBA regular title at stake, or something. That's
1: true. The WBA is the king of Ugh. of. 18 belts per, per, per eight. Per, we, we want at least 17 belts for each of the 17 weight classes
0: in boxing. Uh, such garbage. Such garbage. Rafe, uh, at 37, Japanese all-action hero Akira Yagashi has retired after a 14-year career in the low weight classes. Pretty fly for a Japanese guy. Um, He's given us many thrills. What is your favorite? How will you remember I care the Yagashi. Do I oh, need? I mean, roll? he's awesome.
1: He he had so many fun fights. I think the one that I, even though it wasn't a fight that he won, it was the fight. One of the fights that really made me fall in love with Chocolatito was when he, yes. Chocolatito beat him. In, I think nine rounds. And Yagashi was competitive. What's that? Twenty fourteen TKO. Yes. And yes. uh, Yagashi was competitive through a lot of it. Landed good shots. But just couldn't deal with the, you know, with the motor, with the pressure, with the uh, just the accuracy, the the combinations, the skill that eventually overwhelmed him. But man, he the balls on that guy, uh, Yagashi to to get that far and to fight back and and to to have moments in that fight. It really, I, I love that one. Even if you know, he, even if he was clearly
0: beaten. <laughs> uh, ESPN has announced they have resigned former Olympic hero unbeaten pound for pound King Andre Ward to a multi-year extension on his announcing deal. Rafe, uh, where does he rank currently in your eyes among the televised boxing analysts?
1: I don't know. I don't care. I don't have a ranking of these guys.
0: Oh, wow. All right. Well, hey, how about we shelf that discussion and just celebrate the on-air seizure that Tim Bradley gave us over the weekend <laughs> trying to pronounce. That is my number one. Ramirez's name. Freddy knows Ramirez.
2: Ramirez. Ramirez. Ma, excuse me. Ramirez. Ma, oh, my God. Maria, oh, God. Ramirez.
0: Stop the oh test You, you oh can stop at any time, Tess. Come on. Jump in there I already. I thought over, Tess. i sorry. Uh, you did share with me what this reminded a lot of people of, that Virgil Hunter PBC on Fox. Uh, I don't know how to describe this. Considerably could be a considerably BD. Mascuas could be a considerably BD. I mean, what language? Considerably BD. Considerably BD. What is happening there? He can, can only speak,
1: you know, in perfect, clear Full paragraphs when he's doing the whisper.
0: Yeah, Lennox, don't jab with the jabber. If Deontay doesn't jab, Tyson Fury would jab, and you know
2: Deontay shouldn't allow that—that that he, he shouldn't allow him to jab before he and
1: him not jabbing. So he should jab with the jabber. <laughs> Every Ryan, time these you... these are all um homages, gestures of respect and 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 to, in the in the memory of the great commentator Chuck Jampa, who took us. Inside the mind. <laughs> oh, he shit. was trying to take us inside the mind. He was take, took us inside the mind. No, of it's a- your
0: mind. It's your mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. We'll do it again. Uh, well, sorry, Chuck. We're live and now you're dead. So, R.I.P. Uh, Rafe, uh, neo Anue, the, the damn monster, will make his U.S. debut. Shout out to Top Rank, The Plus, Evan Korn, all the folks. Against Jason Maloney, one half of them Aussie bros. October 31st, Rafe, they have scheduled a meeting in the Maloney family ahead of this fight.
2: Okay, tell your family to write their will out. You're in
0: trouble. Um, I know this is the monster moving up again and he, but I believe he will have power as high as he wants to go. Will he send this man to hell?
1: Probably. Yeah, I think I think I think he's going to send that man back down under. Um, you know, it's, it's still a good fight. Maloney looked good when in his bubble fight earlier this summer. At least he looked better than the other Maloney. The other Maloney lost, so he, he definitely looked better than that Maloney.
0: Yeah, they're all the same to me. They're Aussie white guys, all right? They ain't no Jared Fletcher. All right. No, I'm kidding. I, I love me some Aussie boxing. Shout out to Tim Zoo. Hopefully Maloney cannot die, okay? We have a message from, from Vlad, actually. Be different or die. Please don't die, but be different. Why different? Because if you're different... You're special. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um I still can't believe he got Hayden. I know look, I know he's like ripped. He's a scholar. He's a world champion. He's a rich bastard. He's like there's a lot of things going for Vlad. But he's basically like Muscle Borat. Like, how did he get her? I think
1: I, I like the boxing world, we have a j like a twisted, jaded view of of the clits, especially Vlad. Because they are these goofy characters who they're very hard to take seriously but if you just look at him dude is six seven always in great shape pretty handsome very very like pronounced cheekbones good bone structure I could see why the ladies dig that
0: okay for one time or one you know month and a half of celebrity what, dating, he'll play
1: chess with you he'll he'll bake you a cake yeah but he'll they be, had
0: children like they did did they, you together. magic shows <sighs> like a a famous boxing magic trick called Big Pickle.
2: So understand the pickle boxing is in right
0: there. Do you think she found it, Rafe? He'll bring over Uncle Shannon
1: for dinner. (laughs) You know, Shannon's going to be there anyway. Shannon will bring the pies.
0: Yes, champ. You're going to need a few more of those. Uh, Rafe, Alexander Usik has vowed, now this really isn't news, but he has vowed, after defeating Derek Chisora in a couple months, to invoke his mandatory clause to challenge AJ Anthony Joshua for one of them belts. Rafe, I've told you before when I had that backroom discussion that was not off the record with Eddie Hearn, where he said, look, I'm, I said, look, Eddie, I love you. I love AJ. I love your daddy, Barry. But Usyk's my guy. He's going to go in there and win the championship and disarm your friend. And he laughed at me and said, no, he's too small. He's too small, but uh, hey, hey Eddie, I got Richie on line one.
2: You're looking for an edge on the casino. That edge is
0: named Alexander Usyk. Rafe, I, I think he could, I think he could, and and can and might straight up in front of some form of 80k, maybe 80k virtually. I don't know how they're going to do it. I think he's going to beat AJ. I'm very confident about this. I think that, look,
1: we could all, we all see that path to victory. We see that Usyk is leaps and bounds ahead of most of the heavyweights in terms of boxing ability. Really only Tyson Fury can be in the conversation with him. Uh, But it remains to be seen. All he has is that more or less meaningless win against Chaz Witherspoon at heavyweight. And unfortunately, he's been on the sidelines ever since. Uh, so let's see how he looks against Chisora first. I want to see that fight first. Yes. That we we that that's one of these fights that has come and gone and been postponed and all this stuff so many times. Let's really get there this time. Yeah, let's and bang. and he, if he looks great, takes Chisora apart, great. I hope he gets. I hope that the W is it WBA. Uh, I mean, do I care? You think I don't. Here? I don't really care. I hope that that sanctioning that sanctioning body that woman sanctioning body does not screw him over because you know that it doesn't really matter what K2 and uh, Alexander Kraschuk and, you know, Barry, Barry Hearn, Eddie Hearn, Alexander Usyk, it doesn't really matter what all of them say and vow to do about enforcing the mandatory. If the sanctioning body is on board and wants to give AJ an excuse to go make a giant unification fight with Tyson Fury because the timing lines up for that. Alexander Usyk's going to have to wait. They're not going to stop the train for him or they don't have to. I I would like to see it first, but it I I wouldn't necessarily count on that happening no matter what legal remedies, you know, like the sanctioning sanctioning body decides to change their rules on you, you're screwed. Yeah. You 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 you're SOL at that point. Yes. I hope it doesn't happen, but it could. And it's one of the things with Usyk, a lot of these old fighters who are in their early to mid 30s I think we're going, I hate to say this, I think we're going to look back on 2020 and COVID-19, and look, obviously, in the ranking of tragedies that have befallen the world because of this pandemic, uh, the lost years in some of our favorite boxers' careers is not going to rank highly. But for the boxing hardcore, it there it's going to be this lingering what-if. What if Usyk got a couple of those big heavyweight fights when he was on the 31 32 end rather than the 33 34 end of his career. Same with Lomachenko who's out, you know, who, who who had to get age another year before stepping in the ring with what someone who could be among his toughest tests and Teofimo Lopez, Terrence Crawford, who seems pretty hell bent on not fighting for less than he's worth, or at least what he believes he's worth in, in pre COVID times. Uh, you know, he's, he may lose a year or more. He could lose two years. A lot of... We're going to... And hopefully they go on to still accomplish great things in the sport, but it's hard to imagine that it won't have taken some of the glory or the the potential glory that they could have achieved away from these guys. It's
0: been a rough year for everybody but the skinheads, to be really honest with you. right? It's been a rocky year for me, right? I lost the um,
2: Mikey Garcia, Errol Spence fight. Worse yet... As people who follow the uh, polls I post here online, I had a backup
0: plan here. I had Caleb Truax. Well, what do you think about uh, Dwyer's polls? Uh,
1: Dwyer has a stick. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. Hey, let's let's wrap this up. I want to find out if you care about all this rubbish Uh, Wednesday night. That's tonight. Wakefield, England on the plus, Rafe. Philip. Bose versus Akeem Ennis Brown, 12 rounds for the vacant British and Commonwealth Junior Welterweight titles.
1: Only Wakefield that's ever mattered to me was Knuckleballer Tim Wakefield. Okay,
0: hey, Friday night, Cassimi, Florida on Telemundo. Antonio Moran, who once got sent to uh, Hades by uh Devin Haney what time in the knockout of the other Oh year. Maybe, it's that guy? was it maybe it was Teofimo? Which I think No it was no no, Teofimo. that was Haney. I know that one. Uh, that oh, that Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Antonio Moran Rafe versus TBA, 10 rounds we got.
1: I'm going to take Moran in that, but I don't care. Okay,
0: thank you. That's Steve Kim's ESPN schedule. Uh, Saturday night, Rafe Vegas on the plus. The fighting Marine, Jamel Herring. He was supposed to be on the show this week. EK, Evan Korn, he didn't follow through, broham. Uh, He's going to take on Jonathan Okendo. 12 rounds as Herring defends the WBO junior lightweight title with eyes on Carl Frampton.
1: You think, Brian, that the corner man is trying to send a message to you that you need to get rid of this troublemaker, Rafe Boogs? the ginger?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's possible.
1: And he's withholding interviews from you. Is that what's going well, on? Because you are no. you. You need to flex your power, man. You need to show him what you're about. My name is my name. I am BC.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, he knows you don't care about interviews, so I couldn't. It couldn't be that. But I would like. You know, it's, it's, it's a ginger on ginger crime, but I would like to see you guys go toe-to-toe. Well, I'm not a ginger, and, and
1: corn is not small, and we have no beef. Is so. he a
0: ginger, though? Is he? No. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
1: I think okay.
0: he is. I would be But I like ginger.
1: I like ginger.
0: <laughs> I would be interested in watching you two strap it on and go toe-to-toe. All right? He's not that big, right? He ain't big like me. All right, most people don't don't know what that's like. Strapping it on and going toe to toe with a foe is something most of us will never experience. Uh, Ray right. so, Probably also less washed than
1: me. So that's I I I think we're probably that's probably a 50-50. Do you think Prime
0: um, Cornerman in Vegas has some has some hot Vegas nights?
1: Yeah, I think every everybody, although also Vegas locals don't waste time doing dumb stuff on the strip, so it's hard to tell.
0: He probably goes to the yokel local places though.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's out there. He's he's killing the blackjack tables you know, at red I brown.
0: could see him looking for the young the young travelers. Not the Irish kind, but the, the young vacationers on the strip.
1: Yeah, well, I mean isn't that what everybody does on the strip? <laughs> I mean if you just want to look.
0: Yeah, all right. That was weird. Uh Sunday You know, people... you
1: just post up outside of Hakassan. I'm not trying to pay cover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Los Angeles on Sunday, uh, PBC on Fox. Rafe, why are, the hell are we doing this on Sunday? Oh, why did
1: you wait? You didn't even ask me. But I did want to get on the record. I don't care about Herring Okendo. That was a bubble fight that yeah. once it didn't work out in the bubble the two times, which was a shame. It should have gotten thrown into the trash bin. But you know what? <laughs> wow. Good for Okendo. Still gets his payday. But other than that, it's not a fight I want to watch wow. in the Bartholomew household. Do you, you, you're you, going to sit here with a straight face and tell me that you want to watch that fight?
0: No, I don't. All right. Uh, you're Dennis Ugas in this continuing trend of PBC on Fox to give us the best welterweights in the world against, against who exactly? Abel Ramos, 12 rounds for the WBA uh, secondary or third Walter
1: Brian, how dare you? Uh, how dare you do an a, against who? For Abel Ramos? Wasn't Abel Ramos the guy who produced the double Raygasm knockout?
0: No, really?
1: He he had a knockout of the year contender on Fox. If it did, it wasn't the double Raygasm. it was definitely a ray florasm.
0: Uh... Right Hawk upstairs, Edward shakes his head as the... Okay, it wasn't that. Jesus Ramos. Jesus Ramos, okay? Sorry. It was Jesus Ramos who had the double regasm against Edwards. You're looking at a fellow named Abel Ramos, 26-3-2, born in Arizona, fights out of, I'm sorry, born in Pennsylvania. Oh, it's this guy who beat that white guy, Brian Perella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Francisco Santana, which is an okay win. He he lost to Jamal James and Ivan Baranchuk in his time. Um, Oh, this dude. Yo, that Baranchik
1: fight is a is a cracker. It is an absolute humdinger.
0: Two hard men, man. You got to. That is a show showbox classic. All right, I will look that up. Uh, thank you. I'll watch this fight. Though you know, that love one this is, is
1: in my favorites folder, Brian. Woo.
0: Uh, um, Laura, by the way, after last week's uh, ridiculousness, does want to fight the winner of Jermel versus. Banana, so that'll be good. I don't know who Ugas is going after. If he wins here, who would you like to see Ugas against?
1: A live body. Jamal James is fine. Any of the champions. He already send him over beat... to top rank. Let him fight Terrence Bug Crawford. Give him a good fight.
0: He already beat Jamal James, though. That ain't fun.
1: Ah, damn, I forgot. Well, but James is up for another big fight. He probably doesn't want to fight for Ugas money when he could probably talk his way into Garcia money or, or Thurman money or something like yeah, that. But. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I want to see him in a top ten fight. Let him fight uh, Lipanets. Let him fight any of them dudes.
0: All right. Shout out to everyone, the ADK crew, the Godinez crew. Shout out to Homer, uh, Ulrich Anderson overseas. Shout out to Johnny Sig and uh, all of his uh, Italian actors that he's been interviewing lately. Great little series he's putting together there. Shout out as well, Rafe, to uh, to Oscar John Skipper. Cocaine isn't cheap. It's expensive.
1: Hit me up on a low. I got some,
0: I got some deals. Okay, all right. Uh, also, shout out to Danny. Right, I'm always in it for Danny. And
2: I'm pulling for Danny Garcia. Pause. No homo.
0: All right. Hey, that's the end of the show, Rafe. Uh, where can we find you? Can we get – tell me something good about your life to close this with?
1: Tell me something good.
0: Bow, bow. Um,
1: you know, you can find me on my OnlyFans. You can find me on Twitter. You know, I, you know. F that Bella Thorne. You know, I used to be down with her in the Ray Pop days, but ever since she messed up the pay scale on OnlyFans with that scam, uh 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 uh. uh, uh. And plus, I got to put some blame on Ray Pop's name too, because you know he probably was the one buying all that stuff. Anyway, Brian. Um, yeah, but you can catch me on my OnlyFans. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram. You can catch me on usbets.com, M I bets.com, where I'm holding things down with Eric. Maccabi Games champion Raskin and um, right here on the uh, championship rounds ropes ropes cast in this corner state of combat Mortal Kombat podcast which can't get rid of me I am like the clap
0: on this MF two hot men signing off here and with that let's close this interview yeah we're out we're out Rafe that's it all right. We're, out. Yeah. We're, out. We're out. We're out. Yeah. All right. All right. Now that the record stopped, can we talk bad about everyone we know? No, just kidding. We're still alive. We're out. We're
1: out. All right. All right.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go! It's the most
2: all-star-studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.